Here's what's coming up on today's show. Are you confused about the four different parts of Medicare and what they each do? Do you know when to enroll? Tune in to today's podcast episode where we'll be breaking down the ins and outs of Medicare and help you understand the basics of this important healthcare program. It's easy to get lost on the way to retirement. Things like taxes, improper planning, and excessive market risk can all lead you astray from your goal of a successful and happy retirement. That's where Liz Whittaberry comes in. She's a holistic financial advisor and the founder of Best Path Advisors, and she can help guide you to a better financial path. This is Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry. Welcome into this edition of Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry and myself here to talk about Medicare. It is an open enrollment season, I suppose. October tends to be uh, that a lot of times for various different things. So we're going to talk about some basic questions, some good information to have, because it's always important to just brush up. Even if you think you know it, you may pick up a useful nugget or two. So stay tuned in here while Liz and I run through this a little bit this week on Retire on Your Best Path. And again, don't forget, if you need some help, reach out to her. Get yourself some time on the calendar. Have a chat with her. Bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. And she also has webinars on demand that is available now as well. So you can check those out also. Liz, what's going on? How are you? I am good. I'm sitting here getting a few text messages from my husband saying, I don't want a new phone or iPad ever again. He's <laughs> apparently having a few little tech issues yeah, this morning. I so. am with him. So tell him tell him he's not alone. Yeah, it's it's a little silly. I mean, and all the updates and everything, it just gets crazy. It's like, all right, enough, you know. And it seems well, like- we had not updated since uh, way back, version eight. So uh-huh. we're 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 bringing it into more current, but it's a bit of effort to yeah move to the new one. Well, like a lot of it seems like one. a lot of times it's supposed to make things easier, but often it just makes it, it. You're like, why did you get rid of that? That worked. It seems like sometimes yeah. they take away the things that work really well and add things that they think will work well. Uh, and you know, it's a 50, 50, you know, kind of a crap shoot there. So it's like, Oh, come on. I always took away my favorite things. That's usually what happens to me yes. anyway. They'll take away like the favorite thing that you have that worked well or whatever. So don't monkey with it. Don't tinker with it. Leave it alone. It's good. But uh, other than that, how are you doing? Are you doing all right? I'm good. I am good. Good, uh, good. You know, glad that it's uh, now October and it is actually cool. That's so right. last yeah. time we talked, I said it was kind of cool and it kinda. is actually getting there. So that's yeah. nice. Leaves are starting to fall. Very true. Very true. Well, let's talk about Medicare here a little bit. It is an open enrollment season. I don't know why I can't say that right. Open enrollment time frame, right? It's very strange. I don't know why I can't roll that off my tongue this morning. But let's talk about some of the parts of it uh, just to kind of break some things down, rehash, refresh, whatever it is you know, for folks listening out there. But a lot of listeners have expressed confusion about the parts. So let's just kind of start with the four uh, different parts of Medicare, what they do. Can you clarify a little bit for us? Certainly. Um So original Medicare is parts A, B, and D, uh, and those work together. Part A is your hospital insurance, so that's going to cover inpatient stays at hospitals and skilled nursing facilities, and you can sign up for that at 65. You can sign up earlier if you're disabled, but at age 65, you can sign up for Medicare, and it's premium-free if you've paid into Medicare for basically 10 years. Uh, You get up to four quarters a year or four credits, and you got to have 40 of those uh, to get premium-free Medicare. You can actually get Medicare if you haven't had that many years of 
covered work. You can still get Medicare Part A, but you would have a premium cost yourself. Now, if your spouse has that 40 quarters, then you qualify. So a stay-at-home mom gets Medicare at no cost if their spouse has paid in for at least 10 years. And so most people don't pay anything for Part A because of those rules. Part B is, yeah, Part B is your medical insurance that's going to cover your uh, doctors, your outpatient health services, some preventative care, some clinical research and durable medical equipment, and even some prescription drugs, like some of the vaccines and cancer medicines are covered under Part B. And that does have a monthly premium. There is also your deductibles and co-pays for these, but uh, the monthly premium for Medicare starts at the basic level uh, $164 a month per person right now in 2023. And then your Part D covers your prescription drugs. And that has a plan premium. You search for what plan is going to fit the prescription drugs that you have. And then you'll have some co-pays and deductibles as well. And those three are original Medicare. You can also buy a Medigap supplement from an insurance company to go along with original Medicare. And that Medigap supplement will cover some of your out-of-pockets, your deductibles, and your co-pays, and there's a range of those, plan A through plan N. I did, the government appears to like the alphabet a lot <laughs> because we, we've got plan A through plan N. They couldn't come up with something different, but you'll want to look at what those cover and what level of coverage for your co-pays and deductibles that you want to purchase and and compare then the cost for that particular plan, what companies are offering those plans, because they'll be identical. All plan A's are identical. The government sets that. All plan B's are identical. And so once you know which one you want, then you want to compare companies, their strength, their history, their premium increases to make a good decision for that Medigap that goes along with the original Medicare. Part C is the Advantage plan. And this is an alternative to original Medicare. So that you either get original Medicare or you get the Advantage plan, which is Part C. And Part C is offered by a private health insurance company. It's going to cover most Medicare services. It usually includes prescriptions and dental and vision and hearing inside that plan. So it's more of a everything included. But it's also an HMO or PPO plan. And it can be in that because of that, more restrictive. You'll have to have in-network and out-of-network services, get some prior authorizations, get doctor referrals. Uh, It's going to work a lot more like what you're used to with a a company plan on that side of it. And it's less expensive, but again, because it's more restrictive, you will end up Mm -hmm. with more out-of-pocket cost if you have medical issues. Gotcha. Okay. And so people have to decide, you know, which of those makes sense to them. Right. The original Medicare that's a little more expensive, but more of a Cadillac type coverage because it's going to cover everything that Medicare says is covered, is covered. Yeah, and yeah. if you get the Medigap plan, it pays if Medicare pays, no questions asked. Or do you want the Advantage plan where you're going to be working through getting those approvals and being, you know, within some network and 
uh, what is that network and the doctors within that network, which one makes the most sense. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of advisors I talk to, Liz, suggest really talking with a Medicare specialist. There's a lot of folks out there that do that because they just really know the ins and outs. Like you can certainly call and talk with them and go through things. But for some people, it takes a number of years to really understand all of it. My mom's been doing it herself for probably 20 years and, you know, she's always, you know, up against something or whatever. So do you recommend that as well often that it's a good idea to really talk with? Yeah. Okay. I do have a Medicare specialist I work with that I recommend people to talk to. And I always recommend that people talk to a Medicare specialist, whether they want to talk to the person that I work with or they want to talk to somebody else, uh, because that person is going to be able to give some insights that uh, you just can't get on Google. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. You're asking for a whole lot more confusion (laughs) if you do that. So, okay, you know, so we got those parts, right? So you kind of gave an overview of the big parts there. Uh, What are the three Medicare enrollment periods? Yeah, there are. And this is important to know because I do get asked about this quite a bit as people are starting to approach retirement. Your initial enrollment period for Medicare starts three months before you turn 65 continues through that month that you're 65, turning 65, and then three months after you turn 65. And during that period of time, you can sign up for any uh, Medigap insurance supplement plan that you want with no questions asked at the regular rate. There's no underwriting. So it's a really good period of time to look at that if you're not, if you're retiring. If you're already on Social Security benefits, they'll auto-enroll you once you reach 65. But if you're not already receiving Social Security benefits, then you would apply for Part A and whatever your choices were during that period. If you're still working, then you may want to continue your own uh, insurance through your work until you stop working. And if that's the case, then when you retire, you have a special enrollment period, and that gives you a second opportunity to sign up for Part B without a late enrollment penalty. If you don't sign up for Part B at the point in time that you're eligible for it, then you're going to get a 10% penalty each year that you wait. But if you're on health insurance through your employer and it's credible coverage, uh, then it counts as having been on insurance and you get to apply for Part B when that coverage ends and have no Mm. penalty. And so that's your special enrollment period. That's going to be generally eight months after that coverage ends after you retire. Okay. There is a general enrollment period every January 1st through March 31st, and this is your enrollment for Parts A and B. So if you didn't enroll and you want to get on Parts A and B, Uh, then this uh, general enrollment period comes up every year. What we're in right now, pretty soon after this goes live, is the annual open enrollment period. That happens every October 15th through December 7th. And this is a time where you can switch between Medicare Advantage plans. You can go from Medicare Advantage back to original Medicare or vice versa, go from original Medicare to Medicare Advantage, Mm -hmm. and you can change your prescription drug plan. So sign up for a Part D plan or switch to a new Part D plan if your drugs have changed Mm -hmm. uh, or just drop it uh, during that period of time. Okay. All right. So, you know, again, there's the, I guess there's technically four, I suppose, (laughs) but uh, there's the three. 
Go ahead. There's three and three enrollment periods to get into Medicare itself, and then there is the open enrollment that lets you make some changes. Gotcha. And they call it enrollment, um, but generally speaking, you're making changes to oh, all right, uh, to what you've done. I got you. Makes sense. They they just kind of use the same verbiage, but uh, so yeah. let's talk about some misconceptions because clearly it's easy to do, right? So there's just tons of just like just about anything in a government program. There's <laughs> There's a lot of uh, rules and hoops to jump through and, and misconceptions and this, that, and the other. So let's talk about a few of those that are certainly important to talk about. Uh, and I know one of them uh, that I wanted you to kind of discuss a little bit is, uh, and I, I was always taught to think about it this way, are, are two relatives that have their hand out, and it's Uncle Sam and Aunt Irma. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going mm-hmm. ex- to have you explain what Irma is for those who are, are familiar, but just kind of talk about some of those things, if you would, please. Yeah, IRMA is stands for Income Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. So we'll start with that. Okay. And that is an additional cost to your Medicare based on your income that is reported on your tax return, your modified adjusted gross income. And people, of course, want to avoid IRMA because they're if they incur IRMA, that means that they're paying a higher premium for the mm. exact same health coverage. Nobody likes that. Right, right. But when we're talking about misconceptions, one of the things to think through is IRMA is really one form of a tax. And when we're doing tax planning uh, and we're looking at should I do Roth conversions, some people will want to keep their Roth conversion at a lower level where they do not incur any IRMA cost. And yet, that may or may not make sense. You know, a misconception would be to always avoid IRMA cost. Well, if you're thinking about the future tax on your IRA or 401k, and those funds are going to create required minimum distribution that's going to have you in, say, the 28% or 32% tax bracket, you're going to be in this higher tax bracket in the future, then that tax on that required minimum distribution is significantly more than what that IRMA cost is. And so it's important to be able to step back and say, okay, this is another form of tax and what can I do to improve my overall picture now and in the future? Does it make sense to pay some IRMA now? For some people, it does. For other people, it doesn't. And so it's important not to get too caught up in just what is IRMA, you know, and avoiding it. It is based on your tax return from two years prior. And so when people retire, sometimes they don't realize that they can file a form to let Medicare know that they have retired. And if their income is going to be lower, that they can get a reduction in that uh, Irma in the first and second year of retirement because uh, those prior tax returns were from a period when they were working. Gotcha. Okay. What else? One thing is, you know, Medicare isn't free and <laughs> right. it's important to understand, yeah, what is your, what is your cost? If you look at the cost of original Medicare this year, 2023, it's about 516 dollars a month. That's based on some uh, research that's done by JP Morgan every year. And that's a national average. And that does include your Part B, your Part D, your, if you buy vision, dental, hearing, 
the deductibles that are not covered by Medigap and the Medigap Plan G, which is one of the top end plans, covers almost everything. Um, and so that's that's important to know. That's yeah. about you know sixty two hundred dollars a year that there, you need you to be planning for your original Medicare costs with everything added in. And that's the route that I really prefer because then the cost is set and we know that Medicare is going to cover and the Medigap plan is going to step in and cover and we have a, a premium amount that's budgeted. Some For some other people that, you know, that's not the best option, but um, a lot of my clients do go with that as their plan. Right, right. So it's there's so much information. There's so much stuff out there. Obviously, it's a good idea, as we said earlier, to talk with a specialist who can really help you through that. Because uh, there's also some misconceptions, Liz, around, you know, it's a great program, but it doesn't take care of everything, right? So, right. like, some of the things that it doesn't cover, like, it's weird. Like, so I know for my mom, she has, uh, it doesn't cover a lot of eye stuff, but yet it covers like cataract surgery, right? So like there's, right. it's kind of all around the map on some different things. So it's a good idea to go through that. Do you have a few things to, to kind of uh, give the listeners on that respect as well? Yeah, it doesn't cover your routine eye exams. It doesn't cover dental care, hearing aids and exams for, for that. You can buy add-on insurance for those things. I, I, you know, the add-on insurance is not great in my opinion, but it is something. Uh, you can get standalone dental and vision plans it does not cover cosmetic sh- surgery or acupuncture or foot care, routine foot care. But one of the biggies that it doesn't cover is your long-term care. Medicare only covers skilled nursing, medically oriented uh, nursing, rehabilitative care. So things that have to do with you've had a surgery or you had an injury and we're trying to get you back to where you were before. Mm-hmm. Okay. The custodial care is you can't take care of yourself on a regular basis. Maybe you can't do some of your activities of daily living or you have a cognitive impairment. That's mm. custodial care. Okay. Medicare does not cover any custodial care in any venue whatsoever. Wow. Okay. And so, you know, it's important to understand that because even the long-term care skilled nursing that they cover that, you know, we would think of as long-term care because it is skilled nursing. Again, you have to have been in a hospital, move over to that skilled nursing for the rehab. Mm-hmm. So it's very limited and they will cut it off if you're not improving or you get to the end of the rehab that they're doing for that specific uh, health issue. So you need to have a plan for that long-term care. What are you going to do? Are you going to you know, pay out of pocket or are you going to have some kind of insurance that helps cover for that? If you want insurance, then it needs to be something over and above Medicare or any of the things that we talked about today. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so any final thoughts or, or things that I know there's a ton of stuff like we could go on for probably an hour, hour and a half on Medicare, but in order to kind of keep it within our normal time frame for folks, any final thoughts or anything when it comes to Medicare? I would say that potential healthcare costs, of course, is a very big concern for retirees. It's one of the top concerns. And it's a huge piece of your overall retirement plan. Uh, they they say that it's going to cost two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty thousand for healthcare during retirement, and those are some of the studies that are updated each year. So you want to look at selecting the right coverage. You want to sign up at the right time, but beyond that, you want to look at your overall plan to make sure that you're using 
any tax strategies or other planning you can do that helps you pay as little as possible for your health care costs over your retirement. And then make sure that all your pieces fit together in the best way possible so that you're on your best path for retirement. Yeah, absolutely. It's another you know multifaceted piece that we need to certainly work with a professional on when it comes to our retirement plan. So make sure that you're having those conversations. Sit down with a qualified professional like Liz. And again, often financial advisors work with Medicare specialists, so they can certainly refer you to someone who can help you with some of these pieces as well. And if you need help with that, reach out to Liz as always. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify. Uh, retire on your best path is the name you can type in the search box or you can just stop by her website and get all the information you're looking for at bestpathadvisors.com that is bestpathadvisors.com for liz Woodbury, i'm mark kelly and we'll see you next time here on retire on your best path The preceding program is sponsored by Best Path Advisors, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Best Path Advisors, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by Liz Whitberry should not be construed as specific tax, legal, or investment advice, nor as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Neither J.W. Cole Financial nor its representatives provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W. Cole. Investing is subject to risks, including the loss of principal. Due to volatility within the markets mentioned, opinions are subject to change without notice. Information is based on sources believed to be reliable. However, their accuracy or completeness cannot be guaranteed.